0: Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast. I'm Chris Black with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. The Bear Down Podcast, we record on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Today is a Friday, Abdallah. We owe the listeners a podcast. Why are we recording today? Well, the schedule release for the NFL season was released last night at 7 o'clock. We decided to not record on Thursday, wait it out, get the full official schedule from the NFL And that's why we're bringing you a fantastic Friday podcast here on the Bear Down Podcast.
1: Yeah, we wanted to make sure that we brought you the full schedule, the times, all that good stuff. There's lines out for some of these games. You know, for the first uh, few games, there's lines out. I think the the Action Network did for the entire season for the Bears. But now we can go through. Now the Bears' season is set. Draft is over. Free agency is over. OTAs are going to start next week. And now we've got... Something to look forward to. Now we know exactly who and when the Bears are going to play starting September 11th against the 49ers at home against the 49ers at noon on that Sunday.
0: So a big question for me as we look at the 49ers in the home opener. uh, This is a team that at the moment they have two quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Will Lance beat out Garoppolo throughout the summer in, in training camp and be the starting guy going forward? I would assume that's the case. Yet the 49ers still have Garoppolo on the roster. 49ers are also a team that won a road playoff game last year. They got to the NFC Championship game. They have a very good coach. This is a very difficult game to open up the season with against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, And and so this is going to be a situation for Matt Eberflus and this new Bears coaching staff to face off against uh, a caller, a play caller, and Kyle Shanahan, who really knows what he's doing. And it'll be a good test for Eberflus,
1: the defensive-minded head coach, in his first outing with the Bears. Yeah, and they're a a six-and-a-half-point dog for this one. I mean, it's not surprising. I think, you know, the 49ers, like you mentioned, playoff team, they won the playoff game. Shanahan's a better coach than Eberflus. Like, this is his first game, right? Like, Shane, we know Shanahan's the better coach. Eberflus can, you know, make himself better over time but going in we know that shanahan is the better is the better coach now the edge of quarterback we don't know because i would say that jimmy garoppolo is risky he takes a lot of chances he's prone to turnovers he he takes a lot of uh, uh of of big time throws but that can also be intercepted and if trey lance does beat him out trey lance is kind of an unknown too like, we haven't seen a lot of Trey, Trey Lance. We didn't know. And as far as the other side, with the Bears, with Justin Fields, I think you're coming into the season with a different mindset. We don't know what he's going to look like in Luke Getz's system. We don't know what he's going to look like, you know, with Darnell Mooney and him practicing for another year in the offseason, him getting all the first-team reps and OTAs and in training camp and everything like that, having a full offseason to prepare for this, going through and making sure that he's comfortable with every play in the playbook before they implement it into a game plan for the 49ers. So I think there's a lot of unknowns about the quarterback position with this uh, game, but I think overall the 49ers have the better coach and they have the overall better roster. This is going to be a tough way to open the season for the Bears.
0: Week two, the Bears are on the road at Green Bay. That's a Sunday night football game, 720 NBC, Bears at Packers. Now based on how it goes in week one against a good 49ers team, I, I feel as if there will still be excitement uh, some hope in the air for bears fans heading into this Packers game. Obviously Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they're going to be the favor in the NFC North. And then you, you see this situation where the bears now take one of the integral pieces to the coaching staff from the Packers. Who's now your, your offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, he'll be here calling the offensive plays with Justin Fields. I I'm looking forward to this. I like early season bears Packers games. I feel like, um, when when we build them up to be these these um events throughout the season where it's like oh you're playing the final game of the season oh you're playing on the like i feel like the bears packers rivalry just needs to be slotted in into the schedule mm-hmm. in random places and if you get a good game we'll all enjoy it we'll we'll all, uh, really uh you know get behind the rivalry between Bears and Packers. So, like, I don't need the opener to be Bears-Packers. I also don't need it to be something special throughout the
1: season. Second week, perfect. Bears-Packers, I'm looking forward to this. September-December, right? Yeah. September-December. I don't need it to be the last game of the season, but I like September and December. Give me something early. Give me something late. See how the teams have changed over time. You know, like, the Bears could be a completely different team from Week 2 until Week 13. You know, Justin Fields may have developed into uh, a better quarterback. He's got a bunch of games underneath his belt with this receiving core and with this offensive system. He could be better week 13 than they are week 12. I think it's going to be tough on the road. I don't think they really have much of a chance against the Packers. But yeah, this is a good way to not to open the season, but to have that nice early game against the Packers. They're obviously going to be a big underdog in this game. It's on the road. It's against, you know, the division winner. It's against the Packers. Like it's, it's going to be a tough game, but having Luke Getze might help the defense a little bit because he kind of knows what the Packers are going to be throwing at them. You
0: know, I'm, I'm a little surprised. If you've listened to our show, weeknight, 6 to 8, Black and Abdallah, I'm a little surprised by the, the pushback that we've received uh, from those who have listened to the show and, and ta- heard us talking about this year's schedule, thinking that this team is the absolute worst in the NFL f- league. You know, like, they're the worst. I, I'm surprised at the pushback not understanding that most teams in the NFL are 500. There's a few that are really good. There's a few that are really bad. I don't think the Bears fall in that category of really, really bad. I think that's where you're going to have Houston, uh, the Jets perhaps, um, a couple others at the very bottom, Jacksonville maybe still. I just don't see it. And, And I don't think that you and I are going over the top Uh, Hey, we're Bears fans. We we think this team's going to be great. We're not doing that. We're not doing the I I I. You know, uh, what would I say? Uh, Anyway, uh, this team's going to win a Super Bowl. Hot take. We're not doing that. Are you doing that? No. I just think I don't even
1: think this team makes the playoffs. That doesn't mean they can't win eight games. Well, and I think if you look
0: logically at this situation, weeks one and two are tough against much better football teams. But I could, I could be persuaded in the next four weeks of this season, weeks three through six, you're going to face teams that the rosters may be comparable. If not, the Bears are going to go into that fight with a bear roster. And you mentioned some of the, the lines that Vegas uh, has set already and, and the Action Network projecting out what the lines will be when we get to that point. But like we'll discuss it. The Bears are going to be a favorite against Houston week three, the Texans. At home, that's a noon kick at Soldier Field. I think that's a game that the Bears win. It'll be their first win of the season. And, and so you're sitting there after three weeks, sitting one and two. But then you, you go on the road the following week in week four against the New York Giants. And the action network at the moment is projecting the Giants to be the favorite by two and a half. Okay, you're telling me the Bears are going to get two and a half or three on the road
1: against the Giants team? I'm taking the points. Here's how I look at it. It's simple to me. I go through the teams. I look at the schedule, the way it lays out, home, road, all that kind of stuff. And I look at the quarterbacks that the Bears are going to face. And I think if you're not facing a top 10 quarterback, that is a winnable football game. And especially like I'll even say how about this top five, right? If you go top five quarterbacks, how many top fives or let's say even top 10, how many top 10 quarterbacks are they facing this year?
0: Well, you have the two Green Bay games okay. and the Buffalo games. So that's three quarterbacks you face off against who are clearly top 10. O- outside of that, you, no. Everyone else, and, and if we did the scale, I would venture to say most of these quarterbacks are 20 and above.
1: I'm not even saying that twenty they're...
0: and above. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, twenty abo- so, and above.
1: Bob, I'm not even saying that. I'm not doing. You got the... any? You got any in the low teens? Well, Kirk look, Cousins. I'm not. I'm not even saying. Now. Look, is Justin Fields better than Mac Jones? Like is Dak, Justin Fields Prescott better Prescott's than Tua? In, Dak Prescott's the next best quarterback on the list. Exactly. That's my point. Is that if you if it comes down to it and this defense is playing well, well enough to keep you in games, they don't need to be top five. They don't need to be a top ten. The fact that you're not facing. Top 10 quarterbacks in this league, week in and week out, makes every game winnable and competitive. Except for Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and I'll throw Dak Prescott in there, right? Yeah, he's he's He's, near top 10. Okay, fine. I'll give you Dak Prescott. But other than that, Davis Mills, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, Tua, Jared Goff, Marcus Mariota, Zach Wilson, Jalen Hurts. I mean, come on. Not
0: one of those quarterbacks. The only quarterback that you could say that is within the top 20 of the league is Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Everyone else, you could make the case. Carson Wentz, he's 20 and above. Mac Jones, 20 and above. Tua, 20 and above. Mm-hmm. Goff, 20 and above.
1: Whoever the stars unknowns. is
0: going to be a rookie, eh, well, 20 and above. But there's above. a lot of unknowns,
1: too. Wilson,
0: at the moment, 20 and above. And so is Justin Fields. Let's not go crazy. Fields is not a top 10 quarterback. He's not a top 20 quarterback at the moment. He needs to improve. But you're right. In those matchups of teams that face off against each other without elite quarterbacks, those are
1: competitive games. Yep. And that's why the league succeeds. And that's why most of the league is 500. Mm Mm-hmm. Like look, everybody thought the Bengals were gonna be good, right? They thought like, okay, the Bengals are the next team. Like the Bengals can be the next team. If if Joe Burrow stays healthy, the Bengals are the next team. And look what the Bengals did. But look at how they won those games. They weren't blowouts. Like these are like teams can win games. Like the Lions were in games last year. They were competitive. The Bears can be competitive in these games, and I don't think this roster is as horrible. I know they're rebuilding. They don't want to say they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. But you still have good pieces on, the, on this team that should make most of these games competitive. I'm giving them losses to the Packers. That's fine. I'm giving them a loss to the, to the Bills. I'll give them a loss to the Cowboys, too. But other than that, no, none of these games should be blowouts, and you should be able to compete in every single one of these games. And there's a lot of coin flips. That's why, to me, 7, 8, maybe even 9 if things go well and Justin Fields is playing really well. 9 wins isn't out of the question. Is it unrealistic? Probably. But 7 wins, to me, should be manageable. To, 8 wins
0: should be manageable. To back up your point about Detroit, last year against the spread, the Lions, they were 11-6. and six. That was the fourth best mark yeah, in the NFL. They
1: were in games.
0: Uh, they were in games. Uh, the best in the league, Dallas was 13-5. and five. They covered seventy two percent of the time last year. Cincinnati was second, fourteen and seven. Green Bay was twelve and six. They're third. Then you get to Detroit, uh, San Francisco is five at twelve and eight. Buffalo was ten, seven and two. Uh, and then we go to the Colts, the Dolphins, and the Cardinals. So last year the Bear, the bears were were terrible against the number last yeah. year. Six and eleven, they were third from the bottom. They only covered thirty five percent of the games that they played. But I think a lot of that also is in the mindset from the coaching staff and the way that you um, kind of allow the, the game script to flow. And it seemed as if Matt Nagy had no clue how to minimize damage and keep a team in a game where they were the the least talented team on the field. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, like I'm not. And and that's what the the point of this conversation is is we're not saying that the Bears are better than all of these teams. What we're saying is if you, if you pay attention to, the, to NFL football and you know that everyone's basically the same, and when you have two quarterbacks, say, ranked at the 22nd spot and the 26th spot, and they're facing off against each other, the reason why people say any given Sunday is because of that. These quarterbacks are not good enough to swing it one way or the other, if you're telling me that the bears are going to be dogs in all of these games, then then we can hype up right now. the storyline by the time we get to october is going is going to be are the bears a surprise team in the NFL right like if heading yeah. into the season they're only favored in two games the The storyline absolutely will be when they're sitting there five hundred after four weeks, when they're sitting there two games over five hundred, uh, sitting there four and two through the first Six weeks of the season. I don't think that that's crazy to think. You're telling me that 100% the Vikings are going to beat the Bears next year?
1: No, I say the, 100%. I, they usually split with them. 100%. That's what I go with. They and Washington,
0: split. the Commanders? Come on. 100%, you're telling me the Commanders are going to beat the Bears at home on a Thursday night? It, I think it is possible. You get through six weeks, you're, you're 500. Okay. And then you're in business. You're, well, yeah, but it, it's also the storyline is going to be, are the Bears a surprise team in the NFL this year? Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is be average. You see what I'm saying? Like, you and I are not saying, oh, this team's going to be a 13-win team. This team's going to make the playoffs. This team's going to win a playoff game. We're not going there. No. We're just saying, if you if you remember back to last season and the way things work from week to week, most teams are are average. You got a few teams that have elite quarterbacks. You have a few elite teams. You have a few terrible teams. And you have like one or two teams that are so bad that they don't even compete in games. Unfortunately, the Bears were in that last category with Nagy because I don't think he understood how to prepare his team. If we give Eberflus the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be able to prepare this team to be competitive, I think it changes. And now they're just lumped back into the middle with the rest of the league. The rest of the league that's in the middle. Washington's in the middle. Miami's in the middle. Uh, you're going to see Philadelphia. They're in the middle. You know, teams that don't have elite quarterbacks are pretty decent. In most weeks you're
1: competitive. If it really goes your way, you make the playoffs. Yeah, that's See, and that's my point too because you look at later in this in the year, right? You saw you've got a, a stretch in November where you've got the Dolphins coming into town No one really believes in Tua. They're giving him one more chance here to see if he can be the guy. But from what we've seen, he just hasn't been able to put it together. Okay, then you've got the Bears coming to town, and then you go on the road to face the Falcons and the Jets. Those are all winnable games. That could be four in a row. It could be a loss to the Dolphins if they're legit, and then maybe you win three in a row there. That's still a good November. Like, that is when you... you, we'll see the Bears, oh, are they in the hunt? Oh, they're doing this. Oh, watch out for the Bears. Look at this. They're only a game back. They're only this. Oh, they've got a game coming up against the Packers on Sunday, December 4th. Maybe we'll flex that into a prime spot because the Packers are good and the Bears are kind of a surprise team and everybody likes, those, likes to watch that rivalry. So I just, I don't think they're horrible. Like there's a reason too that the number is six and a half because you're seeing it from both sides. You're seeing you and I, in this space saying, and on the show and on Black and Abdallah and all that kind of stuff, saying, hey, they could win seven, eight games. If they get lucky, maybe they win nine games, something like that. But then you've also got people that are like, this is a four-win team. I'm hammering the under. Vegas is trying to get equal, equal action on both sides, right? And that's what they're getting here. That's why you haven't seen it. That's why the schedule comes out. You haven't seen the number move because people are like, oh, man, look at that. They start with the Packers. They start with the 49ers and the Packers. That's 0-2. Hammer the under. That's the first two games of the season, bro. Like that's not not the whole year. We've seen teams – how many years – I mean, look at the last couple of years. People were like, oh, man, the Chiefs have lost it. Has Andy Reid lost it? Is Patrick – what are the Chiefs? And then guess what? They end up in the playoffs. They rattle off five, six in a row, and everybody's like, oh, man, that's right. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're amazing. They're great, right? And then, Or it happens with the Patriots. How many times did they write off Bill Belichick and Tom Brady because they were trying to figure stuff out in the first month of the season, and then they win for two months in a row, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I'm not saying the Bears are that. What I'm saying is all of these games – because they're, they have the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL, because their strength of schedule isn't great, they're playing teams that were bad last year, they're playing a lot of teams that are rebuilding still. This is a season where you could see growth from Justin Fields and growth as far as wins go because you're playing subpar competition.
0: So we look at this, and uh, you laid out some of the games in November. Uh, I mentioned briefly the, the Giants game in week four in October on the road. Then they, they follow that up on the road in Minneapolis against the Vikings. That's a noon kick Sunday game. Thursday night, week six, home against the Commanders. That'll be, uh, that'll be a good game. I think that'll be a competitive matchup, mm-hmm. Thursday night football. Uh, that's also if, uh, yeah, like at that time, we're going to have White Sox playoffs. Hopefully. And basketball will be just starting around that time as well, the end of October. Uh, Week 7, the Patriots on Monday Night Football on the road. Followed up by Dallas on the road in Week 8. Then we get to the November games that you mentioned. Dolphins, Lions, back-to-back weeks, Weeks 9 and 10 at home. Then on the road for the Falcons and the Jets, Weeks 11 and 12, both on the road. All of those games I just mentioned are noon kicks, uh, which which I like. I like Bears football at noon. I I, I like Bears football games at noon on Sunday. Uh, week thirteen, Bears hosting the Packers, December the fourth. I believe December the fourth is that also uh, championship uh, weekend in college football.
1: It's also that my, weekend. It's also my birthday, but
0: yes, uh, I believe
1: it is. Yes.
0: Well, your birthday is the most important thing. Yeah, on yeah, that thank you. on that weekend. But thank you, yeah, is that the weekend that the the College football championship games for I, uh, the conferences? On Saturday, we'll I be believe played the third. so, yes. All right, so we will be out on remote for that Saturday. Got it down, yes. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, yep. The bye week, week 14, interesting. Late. Interesting. Late. I don't because know if I like it that late. Well, well. Here, here's why you like it. You like it if this team is competitive and hangs around 500. That's going to give you a chance to, to heal up. And to prepare for the final month of the season, kind of like that. Now, if this season is a, an 0 for 8 to start the year, and you and I are completely wrong about yeah. competitiveness and, and the NFL as we know it with parity. Then we're just hoping um, to get
1: to the bye. Yeah,
0: then the bye week's just a complete waste. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, they finish off with uh, Philly and Buffalo back-to-back weeks, weeks 15 and 16 uh, in Chicago, both noon kicks. On the road on January 1st. Yeah, New Year's Day on the road against Detroit. I would imagine most people will be like, oh, there's a Bears game this day? Oh, all right. All right. I'll
1: figure it out. Oh, I need to get some brunch first. All right. But it's good
0: on the road because that would be terrible if it was at
1: well, home. Well, does that mean that the That'd college football playoff is New Year's Eve this year? I don't know. Look it up. Well, I guess I could look it up.
0: <laughs> just, just for the record. You could have said that same thing to me when I asked about the college football uh, championship games for the uh, conferences. I could have. You could have. But I remember we were out on my birthday last year. And then the the Bears finished the season at home with Minnesota January 8th. Uh, That game doesn't have a time on it because if the Vikings and the Bears are still in contention, that could be the the finale game of the season. You know, they, they leave the dates open for that final week, week 18. And then they figure out the primetime games based on uh, the matchups that we get and who's trying
1: to make the playoffs. Saturday is the college football playoff. You've got the All-State Sugar Bowl at noon at, or at 11 a.m. And then you've got uh, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl and then the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl on Saturday. All right. So that's, that's, uh, a, full,
0: that's a full weekend. New Year's uh, Eve and day. Um, we'll see. Let's see what type of uh, situation we have for New Year's Eve. <laughs> well, I mean, last year I didn't have to make plans or even do anything because I had COVID. Yeah, that's fair.
1: So, so we we
0: just it's, oh
1: my plans are set. I'm watching Alabama in a playoff game. Like that's yeah, whether or not that's at a party or not, that's set. I, we wanted to throw a party
0: last year, but then COVID happened. See, I prefer so, them to be the early game because then I, the party's not. Well, ruined. the game will be on at the party. You think that we would throw a party that didn't have the game on? That's fair. Uh, I would say this. Okay. I'm being nice. Here are the games, just looking at the schedule. I'm going to say are automatic losses for the Chicago Bears. Automatic L's. You know, for all these people who say you and I are just drinking all this Kool-Aid, Carm,
1: Saying they're gonna win eight games is not drinking Kool-Aid. If we were like that's mark it I'm down, joking. And that's why winning I, that's the division's name, because it's funny. Winning the division, it's mark it that. down. We're drinking the Kool-Aid. No, no. You know, all the, eight wins is not eight wins is still under five hundred. All
0: the blog blog boys out there in the world thinking Don't. this team's gonna win one game. Okay. Alright,
1: here how are the are, games okay. automatic losses. First of all, before you do that, how the tables have turned. How the tables have turned. I know. You and I were automatic unders. We're like, this team sucks. This team is garbage. Take the under. Well, it's the same concept. Yeah, well, but. It's the same exact
0: concept. Yes. Our philosophy on football is not changing. The team is changing. Yeah. And therefore, we see what's going to happen. We were right the last few years. So I'm just saying, ride with us. That's that's my point. When we saw that this team wasn't good enough to make the playoffs, we said, hey, by the way, they're going to be 500, man. They're going to be barely getting in. They, they, and they don't got have, it
1: and they got their ass kicked.
0: All right. San Francisco, automatic loss. loss.
1: Yeah, loss. Two Green Bay games, automatic, automatic losses. losses. So yep. there's three. Out. I always split the Vikings games. I always assume they're going to lose on the road and win at home.
0: Okay. Well, so I,
1: automatic loss for one Vikings game. Okay, to so me. that's four. Yeah.
0: The Patriots on the road. I say five. automatic loss, yeah. Uh, I'm doing this to be I am being fair and balanced to those listening to this podcast. Dallas is an automatic loss. Yes, I agree with you there. So what is that? Six? Yes. Buffalo, there's no chance in hell you win that football game. No chance in hell. Bring that tape back. And that's it. No, I'll give you one more. To be fair and balanced to those who have issues. With our thoughts on football. Don't say
1: the Lions. I
0: will give you Miami. Oh, okay, okay. They are supposed to be competing for the playoffs. All right. I have air quotes that quotes
1: I'm doing here in the studio. See, I would rather give, if I, if I had to pick between, because to me the two, the two games that intrigue me the most, and I think that will, that may cause them to go from either an 8-win to a 7 or a 9-win to an 8-win team are the Dolphins game and the Eagles game.
0: Yeah, so the Eagles game, I did not put down, even though they were a playoff team last year, I think there is a distinct possibility. By the time we get to week 15, that the Bears could have the better quarterback on the field in that game. I agree with you.
1: And that's why I didn't say it's an automatic loss. Plus, they're coming off a bye. So maybe, like, I know Nagy was crap off a bye. Anything you saw in the past, you can't... Like, don't don't throw trends at me this year. Okay. Don't throw trends at me this year. New coaching staff, new regime. So I've got eight games that are
0: automatic losses. Mm -hmm. Now, when we look at the rest of the schedule, what are the toss-up games? Well, the first toss-up game to me would be Washington. Washington is a toss-up game. Yes. I would say also that the... Uh, Philadelphia game is a toss-up game. Mm-hmm. I would say the second Vikings game is a toss-up game. In one Vikings game, but I don't think it's likely that the Bears would beat the Vikings twice. So I think no. it's fair that we're giving one automatic loss and then they would win. Okay, I think there, put those three games to the side. That yeah. leaves Houston. Win. That leaves New York win. Giants. Win. And New York Jets. Win. Okay, so that's three. Falcons. That gets to Atlanta.
1: Win. We then go to a double dip. With the Lions. Of the Lions. Win, win, until they prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, kids. Okay,
0: so at that point, we have one, two, three, four, five, six. Boom. Okay, so we have a six and eight with three games that are the wild card games. The Commanders, the Eagles, and the Vikings. Let's just be nice. That's just being nice. Let, let's let's be nice to be those nice. who hate on the Chicago Bears. They lose two of those three games. But you still hit the over though, because so you're seven, seven and ten. Seven and ten. Okay. Say that we're not nice to those who are just think that this team's the worst team in the football. Not nice. Say they win two of three. Okay. You now bounce to eight and nine.
1: Boom. Think eight's in play. I think eight's in play, too. I think seven is definitely in play. Six is, I think, I think six is the money number. Like, you're going to get to six, and then you're going to be like, all right, well, I got to win one out of the next one, two, three, four, five games to hit this over, and I'm money. Eight, Eight and nine, I think, is in play. I think they go eight and nine. They miss the playoffs, but you see growth from Justin Fields. You see a decent defense. They're not going to be top ten just yet. you still got to add some pieces. You've got a decent offense. It's be- it flows better than what we saw with Matt Nagy in the past. Now that you've got Luke Getzey and you've got him, who's he's worked with, Aaron Rodgers, and they're developing the system around Justin Fields and not having Justin Fields adapt to them. And I think you can win. Uh, the road to eight games is there. The eight wins is there.
0: Okay, so if we go to week 12... Uh, they're on the road at the Jets. Is week 12 the same? Is that the week that Thanksgiving is this yeah, year? Yeah, I believe so. I don't know, well, look I'm it bouncing up. North November. Look it up. Uh, the 24th. Look it up. The 24th would be the Thursday. Mm-hmm. I would assume that 24th Thursday would be Thanksgiving. It right? is. It is. Okay. So, So what happens, right, is... We do all the preview stuff. NFL season starts. We love football. Great. Everything's great. great. Then we we get to October, and it's like, all right, second month. Let's see who the teams are, right? Then we get to Thanksgiving, and that's when, like, the playoff picture starts to take shape. Mm -hmm. So at that point, if we said that the Bears could get to 8 and 9, after that Thanksgiving point, two of those games are games that you you think – like, okay, this is how it could swing. If you get the early Vikings game, then we're assuming they lose that last one. Mm-hmm. We're also assuming in week 16 they lose to Buffalo, and we're saying that Philly is a swing game. Mm-hmm. The Packers game is also a, a L on the a schedule. Awesome. Yeah. So, so it is likely that you have to do your damage early in this because by the time we get to Thanksgiving, what follows after that could be a disappointing finish where you limp to eight and nine, but really at some point you were looking at a schedule where you had seven wins, perhaps like you, you may be sitting, uh, seven, one, two, three, four. You might be sitting seven and five at Thanksgiving, seven and five at Thanksgiving. You could be sitting seven and five at Thanksgiving with the idea that you're still in the hunt. Yeah. But what we have to keep remembering is that uh, the rest of the, the way it goes and the way we're projecting out the schedule, you have four more losses in you in the final
1: month of the See, season. that's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting that they go into that Packers game on December 4th. Oh, yeah. That's, of,
0: a, that's a hyped game. That's a, of, yeah. Can we be real, right? Well, that's and then, the thing, right? And then the Packers win 31-14. to 14. Because It's like, no, we're not. Let's
1: say they beat the Lions, Falcons, and Jets and maybe beat the Dolphins, maybe beat the Dolphins. Could you ride in, or ride in, they're they're at home, so could you be welcoming the Packers coming off of a three- or four-game win streak and drinking the Kool-Aid and saying, oh, man, just imagine, Packers coming here, there's a chance... But then you remember, okay, this is still a team in transition. This is still a team that is building. This is still Justin Fields' second year. That's the comeback down to earth game. But I think that if you, if you have six or seven wins at that point, that's a good spot to be in. That's a good spot to be in because you can still beat the Eagles. You can still beat the Lions. You can still beat the Vikings at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, and if you are good, then, then if you're sitting at 7-5 and five going into the final month, December, then the two weeks in January, and, and, like, say you are a good team, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe the sky's the limit there. But I, I think the storylines heading into that Packers game on December the 4th will be, are the Bears a playoff contender? Mm-hmm. Can they make the playoffs? And And is this the game that they can prove themselves to the rest of the NFL? A prove-it-to-me game against your rival December the 4th It'll be great. There'll be a lot of hype. Soldier Field will be rocking. Oh yeah, uh, Rogers will throw two touchdowns in the first quarter. They'll be up fourteen nothing, and then uh, we'll be sitting there in the third quarter, uh, hungover, thinking, "Oh, this sucks." It'll be it'll be twenty-seven to, to six. <laughs> yeah, Packers with the lead, and uh, we'll be like, "Nope, this team's uh, not good enough.
1: Maybe next year, but they're not good enough." So the looking at the Packers schedule. Heading in so the Packers start with the Vikings. They obviously play the Bears second week. Then they've got the Bucks, the Patriots, the Giants, the Jets, the Commanders, and then their October into October thirtieth is the Bills. Their November are the Lions, Cowboys, Titans, Eagles. Before that's a, the before that's the Bears. Game. Month. Before the Bears. Dallas, game.
0: Tennessee, Philadelphia. That's a tough stretch.
1: Yeah. Dallas, Tennessee, Philadelphia all primetime games because they've got the 325 start against the uh, uh, against the Cowboys. They've got an 8 they've got a, a Thursday night game, so short week against the Titans. And then they've got a Sunday night game against the Eagles. They don't have a bye before the Bears. Uh, so the Bear, they'll be playing the Bears, both of them not on the bye and then they both have the same they have the same bye. The Bears and the Packers have the same bye this year. And then they have the Rams after that. Ooh, they got a tough schedule. Uh-oh. Yeah, man,
0: they're a good football team. That's Uh-oh. the way it works. Uh-oh. Look at the lines. The line schedule's easy cuz oh, they sucked.
1: Yeah. That's
0: how it works, man.
1: So the ba- so the, the Packers have 3 tough games heading into that game against the Bears. Where the Bears, Lions, Falcons, Jets heading into that game. Yeah. I mean,
0: all right. Well, there you go. There's the uh, breakdown of the Bears' schedule. Uh, li- listen, I-, I don't think we're going uh, going nuts about it. Uh, a lot of sarcasm, making fun of those who think that we're going crazy. Uh, we appreciate the haters. That's fine. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, but I, I just We've think right. I just don't think that this team's going to be like three or four wins. I don't no. think
1: that's possible. I don't think that the teams that they play have improved that much. I don't think the Jets have gotten that much better. I don't think the Giants have gotten that much better. The Lions. Everybody's like, oh, Jameson Williams, who's throwing to him? Jared Goff, get out of here. Yeah, they, he doesn't scare me. No. So it's not that we're high on the Bears. It's that they play an easy schedule. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, and they went 6-11 and 11 last year with terrible coaching. You can't tell me they can't win one more game by playing a, 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 an easier schedule with better coaching? 6-11, and 11, and now they have a defensive-minded head coach. Come on now. So if the defense is improved just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit,
0: they're going to be in there. They're going to be in the mix, in the mix. All right, download the Bear Down podcast, and uh, each and every Tuesday and Thursday. I know this is a Friday, but we wanted to make sure that the schedule was official before we recorded this. Uh, so thank you for hanging on with us for the extra day. We'll have two podcasts up for you next week. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's the Bear Down Podcast. Listen to our show, Black and Abdal, weeknights six to eight, right here on ESPN 1000. We'll talk to you next time, right here on the Bear Down Podcast.